The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, everybody? My name is David E.J. Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter, and welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, so you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And we are back. We are back. This is exciting. We're into week three. We are rocking and rolling. The downloads are up from last year, things you love to see. And I do feel like this is an exclusive club. You're getting the inside scoop here on these training camps, and you really don't want to share it with your your league mates, your friends, your competition. This is providing you an edge. But if you are enjoying the podcast, give us a shout out, Fantasy Authority. And feel free to hit me up. This podcast is for you. If there's someone you want me to, to reach out to on, on a team we haven't covered, you got a question, send it my way. I said downloads were up. Uh, I got one of my good buddies. Uh, my buddy Jimmy is a routine listener. I've only been doing this for five years. He's one of my good friends. He's finally listening. What's up, Jim? Jimmy suggested uh, I call myself Dialed in Dave. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Makes me think of, uh, I don't know if there's any stern listeners out there when he goofs on traditional radio guys hey what's up everybody this is dialed in dave coming to you live from wffb the home of fantasy football 24 7 coming at ya we've got billy joel coming up he didn't start the fire and we're gonna be talking some sleepers right after here we go i don't know i'll give it some thought Anyway, today we're talking about a team in one of the hottest divisions in fantasy football, and that is the AFC West. We've covered the Chiefs already, so go back. Now we're about to dive into the Raiders. Raider Nation, we are here for you. I dialed up Heidi Fang. She's a visual journalist covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal. She's on the Vegas Nation podcast, and she's a Raider Nation radio host. She herself is a six-time NFL fantasy champ, so she knows what we're looking for and what she's talking about when it comes to this game. And she's about to deliver the definitive guide to the 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. What are we waiting for? Let's bring her on. Ladies and gentlemen, Heidi Fang. Hello, Heidi. I am doing great. We're thirsty for information in these fantasy streets. So, you know, someone like yourself taking the time to to give us <laughs> give us something to chew on is amazing. So thank you so much. What I always like to do is start with the offense as a whole first. Last year, this team did give gamers some usable weeks. So they were 11th in total yards, but 18th in total points. Moving the ball down the field, but uh, not getting the end zone so much. Now, obviously, a regime change now. In comes Josh McDaniels. Uh, and there's lots of talk of Patriots West. Uh, that's that's what people are saying. But there's a lot of established guys on this offense already. So from what you've heard and seen in camp, 
Now, what's this offense uh, going to be like? Is it going to be a blend of strengths uh, with what they have already, or, or are we bending to the will of McDaniel's system here? Well, I can't talk too much yet about what it could be like just because what we're seeing a lot of in camp is a lot of individual drills there of course are the seven and sevens 11 11 from those drills that we're seeing you'd see a lot of different things transpiring of course you're gonna see Devonte adams utilize as much as possible in this offense, I think. I mean, you have a weapon like him that is so multi-talented. I don't see how you're not trying to feed him the ball, but there's also other mouths to feed. I know right now people are a little concerned with Darren Waller. He has a contract situation and hasn't been seen at camp for multiple practices have been missed by him. A lot of people are, you know, understand that he's had a bit of injury. He's been showing up around town the aces games of course uh, aces right now <laughs> tied uh, up with chicago's guy in that first spot 25 10 so he's really into those games he gets out to almost gosh i want to say he's at almost every game <laughs> but he's there a lot so paul gutierrez from espn uh you know spoke and found out that he expects to be back next week so uh that is something that i think fantasy drafters if you have one of those early drafts can be rest assured Darren Waller will be on the field and that he will be getting a good target share I believe as well and Hunter Renfro I mean last year was a banner year for Hunter Renfro he really stood out and carried the weight of the offense on his back when necessary with 100 plus receptions and the yards that he pulled in pretty remarkable for a guy that is basically a slot receiver that you wouldn't expect to really utilize as much as he was but Derek Carr relied upon him in so many clutch situations third and Renfro everyone's heard it so now that you have those three pillars of this offense in place the question becomes for fantasy fans is how does that distribution work how does it work and is it going to be a run heavy scheme in the McDaniels offense because as we know he likes to use his running backs a lot fantasy people really as far as I have known and leagues I've been in have steered away <laughs> historically from drafting any Patriots running back high because you know that they're going to have a split share and you don't know if they're going to get 10 carries a game or if that particular guy that got 10 carries in the last game let's say like Sony Michelle James White right or Rex Burkhead is one of who's going to have more play in what game, depending on the opponent. And that seems to be something that has been schemed historically with the Patriots and their offense. So you start to wonder with Josh McDaniels there, will it be the same? And I wish I had a better answer right now than I am not sure. And I don't know, but that, <laughs> that is the honest truth. A lot of the talk from Josh McDaniels has been, well, is it going are you going to use the same type of attack and who, you know, give you the sly answer? We'll just have to wait and see. And from, but from what I'm seeing out there in training camp, I'm expecting a very heavy distribution between the three of Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller, and mixing in possibly either Kenyon Drake or Josh Jacobs in some of the backfield and catching. I would expect the receptions for Josh Jacobs to go up as well. Well, it sounds like we, we have a confirmation on a, a few things here. We, confirmation on the concentration uh, of those guys uh, i think a lot of people are expecting that it sounds like that's playing out and then we know waller is confirmed aces fan which i love <laughs> um yes and then it is going to be patriots west in the sense that there's going to be a shroud of mystery surrounding this team and uh, 
<laughs> there's not going to be a ton revealed for us, uh, and they'll keep us on our toes. Well, I mean, they did reveal a little bit uh, in terms of the running back. McDaniel said that he likes to get his running backs out there and, and the pads going, uh, and that's why he deployed Josh Jacobs. But uh, it does seem like this room is up for grabs. Uh, you know, how has Jacobs looked? And I know, I believe Drake is banged up. I have a lot of Zamir White in, on underdog, the the, the fantasy oh, yeah. app baseball. So, you know, how's Zamir looked? I know he was banged up too, but, it, you know, he seems, he played in the preseason game. So any, any insight on Zamir as well? Sure. I'll start with uh, Josh Jacobs there, just because I think he looks phenomenal. Josh Jacobs looks like he has done some real serious work in the off season to up his game to really get in there and be a workhorse for this team. Now, of course, like I said before, not sure there's that caveat, right? Not sure that he'll see 15 or 20, who knows how many carries a game. It's just part of the uncertainty right now and facing new offense, new offense coordinators and how it's going to work out with this team. Will it be Patriots West? That is the big question. But uh, I think Josh Jacobs, just take away anything that you think about what the Patriots do with their running backs. And think about the player for a second and the dog that he has in him and how much he wants that position. He wants to be that bell cow. But obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to keep him uh, balanced enough with the other guys because there is, you know, you do want to keep the guys healthy. So there is that concern that, well, if we keep running him every first, every second down, will he maintain his health for the season? And that's where Zamir White comes in for me. One of the things I loved about Zamir White was that Josh McDaniels said after the first game, the Hall of Fame game, that he was fast. And I think faster than he anticipated. And that was something that I saw today in camp when the running backs were running these drills. Like they were almost running uh, zone plays, right? And so I'm looking at them doing the runs and just the explosion, the burst that Zamir White has coming out of those blocks was amazing. I think that he's somebody that is going to make a name and state his case to be in the game, regardless of if anyone thinks he should be redshirting for a year because he's a rookie and they have Josh, Mc, uh, Josh Jacobs. Excuse me. But when you see what he has and the ability that he has, the speed that he has, he's definitely somebody that you want to find a way to work into a game when need be. I do think that it would be somebody to stash away in like a late round and to have in the event one, Josh Jacobs gets hurt, two, that he does pop off the page as much as possible. I'm sure you can take a late round flyer or, uh, you know, get him. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily draft him as a flex play, but I would say like if you get him and they're able to put him on your bench somewhere and hold on to that spot until let's say after the bye week, maybe where he might be getting more and more reps, because I think they'll start him off slow once it gets to the regular season. But I do believe they're going to be specifically designed packages to utilize him in. And that if anything should happen to Josh Jacobs, you have, I don't know if he'll be a handcuff, but a good backup to have in the event that something does happen to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's going to get that work, and uh, they were already throwing it to him, uh, you know, his first time out there in the, the preseason. Mm -hmm. he, he had a few targets uh, as well, which, uh, you know, we we gamers love to see. And uh, I love that Josh Jacobs has that dog in him this year. It's uh, encouraging to hear. You know, he's a guy that kind of gets clubbed a little bit in the fantasy community, I I think. Uh, so it's exciting to hear that he's, uh, you know, making this a real competition. He's not, he's not going anywhere. Um, no, he's 
solid RB2, in my opinion. Solid. Awesome. And, and uh, okay, well, let's uh, talk about this wide receiver room because we have Devontae Adams coming over from Green Bay where he was so prolific. And there is the shower narrative with Derek Carr. They, you know, they played it together in college. Uh, so, you know, seemingly there's a connection between these guys that, that could lead to to fantasy greatness. But, you know, you mentioned Renfro already, and it sounds like his role isn't going anywhere. So should we expect Adams to have those splash games, but maybe not the volume he did in Green Bay? That's a great question and something that I have been asking myself repeatedly. And you keep hearing it nationally that they all think, well, without Aaron Rodgers, is he going to even have the same numbers that he's had in the past and remember Devontae Adams aside from his first two years in the NFL has had all a thousand yard seasons plus in every year following that so when he's coming in here to what is nine seasons 2014 draft and you think about the chemistry that they have well I think that it's pretty automatic what's going to happen with him on the field I would expect a slight drop off and that's not a knock on Derek Carr the slight drop-off is because you do have other weapons that are on the field that you're going to have to do you know, fair ball distribution on. If one guy's double-covered, let's say Waller, for example, and they're thinking, okay, he's going to be the guy that they're going to go to in the red zone, then you have Devontae on the other end or Hunter on the slot. And, you know, there's also Mac Collins, who could be a big surprise for fantasy mem- you know, players that want to get somebody else on a sneaky flyer. Um, I think Matt Collins has a lot to offer this offense. And don't forget they have Demarcus Robinson as well as Keelan Cole on the roster now. So those are guys that I wouldn't expect to really, you know, they might be somebody you need on a flyer, but I won't expect them to have huge fantasy stats and numbers. But still, I think Matt Collins could be a surprise to balance out some of what happens when you're talking about like three wide receiver sets and what have you. So somebody else that can make some big plays as well in the red zone because he's a big body. He's a big target. He's very sure handed and the guy works like nobody I've seen. And so, and that's Matt Collins. So when you think about the numbers that Devonte can post this year, will it be plus 1200 yards? Will it be plus 1400 yards? Will he have double digit touchdowns this season? I, I, I would set the threshold somewhere around uh, at max, I'd say 1410. And that's just because uh, I would think that you get Waller and others as well. They have a great fullback. They have guys like Kenyon Drake. They have guys like Brandon Bolden that can also get some possible end zone carries or touches, what have you, that might bring those numbers down a little bit. But I wouldn't expect a huge drop off in production. You know, you mentioned these other guys in Matt Collins, who sounds like could be, you know, a sleeper, especially on the DFS slates uh, week to week, because he's probably going to have a low salary. But Matt Collins, who is a player I like. I've liked him at every stop. Uh, I do think he's a a very solid player in Demarcus Robinson, but that's a pretty solid tier break from Adams and Renfro. So uh, that's a little feather in the cap uh, for the Adams side. If you're, if you're, if you're bullish on Adams, I mean, (laughs) you know, it's actually not too dissimilar from what he had in green Bay where, you know, pretty pretty significant tier break once you get past him uh, on the depth chart. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, Derek Carr next. You know, he's the, the engine to this, this offense. And last year, you know, he, had the numbers in the passing game he had almost 5,000 yards but only 21 TDs and in fact he hasn't hit 30 TDs since 2015 which kind of surprised me actually when I was looking this up Mm -hmm. and he's a really popular uh, 2QB pick 
uh, for the Superflex or traditional two QB leagues. McDaniel's offensive guy. Assume he's gonna, you know, gas car up, uh, gas car up. Jeez, uh, look at that. <laughs> I, that. That wasn't intentional, but here we go. Uh, gas, let it flow. Uh, especially at, at these prices, we're gassing him up. Oh my god. Okay. Um, but yeah. So what can we see from Carr? You know, he is a guy that likes to spread it around, but now he has some, you know, some pretty significant weapons to, to target for him. I think what's happened in the past with Derek Carr, and I understand completely with where he has been drafted in fantasy. I'm not going to make any argument that, oh, yeah, he should have been drafted higher, you know, in other years because it just, as a fantasy player, hasn't been there regardless of the statistics that he has on paper, which probably makes him one of the top quarterbacks in Raiders history when you think about all the the greats that have held that position there. Um, He'll eventually, you know, work his way into all of those record books, I think, with the Raiders. But when you talk about how much he has or hasn't done in the red zone, that's been the concern. And I think you know some people say that it's because he hasn't had any reliable wide receivers to throw to since he had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. And I can understand that. He did have a good year with Nelson Aguilar. He did have last year Deshaun Jackson there. But the I think trust in getting a 50-50 ball to those guys may not have been there for him. And some of the play calling in the red zone was this is phase it, it fell flat. So I think ultimately now that you have a guy like you mentioned before in Devontae Adams that he's had chemistry with, that changes a lot of what happens for Carr mentally when he's reading the field. If he had any uh, hesitation on throwing the ball to somebody like, let's say, a Seth Roberts, right, in the past is one of the guys that he did have on the roster when he was uh, working his way through, I think, middle of his career, um, you know, four years, five years in. Do you trust a guy like him? There was times when he had, like, a Marcel Aitman and Keelan Doss that were filling in on the roster. And those were guys that at the time had been pretty much camp bodies until there were injuries and they were on the practice squad and their number got called up. So now he and those are the, the wide receivers that you're hoping will make a catch for you in the red zone. But now you have Devontae Adams, you have Hunter Renfro, you have Darren Waller. The chemistry with every single one of those guys has been established. And let's not forget again, the other receivers and tight ends that you have, Foster Moreau could prove to pick it up in the red zone. You also have another guy, Matt Collins and Demarcus Robinson that could all, you know, find their way into the end zone for Carr. So when you think from that perspective, I think they'll be throwing it a lot more than running it into the red zone, given the situation, of course, is always situational football, where if you're, you know, five yards out, you're going to try to run it if it's a first down, right? Or you're going to try some sort of screen or you're going to try some sort of fast to the flat. There's there's always things that are going to happen in the red zone that you can't predict because of the game situation and who your opponent is. But I do think at minimum this year we see Carr, I'm going to put him around 35 touchdowns, 33 touchdowns or so. I do think he gets those numbers up. I don't see any way that you can have less than 10 touchdowns to Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and maybe you put Hunter Renfro around the 8 or 9 mark, right? That's 29 right there, almost 30. So you think if you add mix in the other guys a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and you're going to get those other touchdowns as well. I think the numbers pick up, but I would still put them uh, maybe mid QB2. I, I wouldn't go higher than that because I don't think, one, there's going to be much of a market for it unless you have a lot of Raider Nation in your league. Know your enemies. <laughs> know who you're drafting against. Uh, sometimes that does 
come into play. I have a guy in one league that takes all the Saints early, so you always have to think, okay, where where am I going to get a Michael Thomas on a comeback year? <laughs> I like how you did the math there for us, and it, it adds up to uh, something pretty sexy for fantasy gamers uh, with this Raiders offense. Okay, well, you mentioned Foster Moreau, and we've mentioned Waller. Let's round to the finish in the tight end room. You know, Waller, obviously, ace number one fan, uh, but we want to see him back on the football field. And, and when he gets back, you know, he's healthy, and you expect him to, to to be the same guy in this offense, even though there has been a regime change. Oh, yeah. He's a mismatch for anybody. And I bet you this regime that's worked with guys like Rob Gronkowski in the past are just salivating to wait to get a guy like Darren Waller on the field. That In my mind, there's no question. You think about the great Patriots offenses and how they worked with Julian Edelman, Wes Walker. You have it in Hunter Renfro. Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, there's Darren Waller. You have, you know, the great um, receivers that they have made incredible because, well, I think some of them were due because you had Tom Brady there. But in others, I believe that it was because the scheme fit was there with the game plan that they put out on the field made great mismatches for so many other defenders that they just didn't see what was coming. If you go back to like the Rams Super Bowl, the Patriots, and even though it was a very low scoring game, like 13-3, you still have genius in the offense that came across on the field. Now, a lot of people might go, well, was it Belichick? Was it McDaniels? Who was coming up with all this stuff? You know, was it... uh, (laughs) Was it McDaniels that managed what could happen with Mac Jones? Where will his ceiling be this year? You know, those are all things that I think have come into question for a lot of fantasy owners and even just fans of those teams because you're curious where you know Mac Jones goes in his sophomore effort with Bill Belichick and no coordinators on the team. So uh, that's something, oh, no assigned coordinators, you know what I mean? But you, you think, okay, well – who was the real magician who was really designing those things who was really making all of those great calls that led to all the success of those people and i'm sure raider nation wants it to be mcdaniels and i'm seeing a lot of just smart coaching from him already uh i am gonna say right now that this effort that he puts together with the raiders is going to be a far cry better than what he had put out with the broncos and i think that's just part of maturity and growth and have had having had that experience in the past to see what he could do with this team now. And you've got all these great toys to play with as a coach. I I think just a dream for him to have a guy like Darren Waller to be able to work with somebody like him that just is so smart and knowledgeable about the playbook and what he needs to do to help his team. And that's the thing I love about Waller most is that he's a team first guy that's not what fantasy people want to hear, but he is a team first guy. And at the same time, he's going to be open and available, I think, to make some big plays. It sounds like there's a lot to be bullish on with this team. I'm going to get you out of here with one last question, uh, but it's a bit of a toughie. Uh, what's your bol- what, what's your boldest fantasy take or prediction for these Raiders in 2022? Derek Carr will emerge as a QB one by the end of the season because I think a lot of people don't believe in that. Well, a lot of people uh, are starting to believe after they listen to this podcast. I'll tell you that, Heidi. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? I'm at Heidi Fang on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm trying to get better with Instagram. So everyone that follows me there, please be patient. <laughs> I'm learning how to do my stories and how to tag things, how to add music. And I'm, I'm trying to do more of that. Uh, and also I have a, um, I have a <laughs> Vegas nation.com as a website. I also do the morning tailgate 
on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM every day from 7 AM to 10 AM Pacific time. Fantastic. Thank you once again. This was uh, great. You you know your Raiders and uh, have a great season. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me on today. Derek Carr, 30 touchdown season. You are now dialed in.